It's that time of the week again. Who here remembers magnifying glasses on your Game Boy? Or the rumble pack on your Nintendo 64 controller? Or hey, how about even all those cheat codes you could get shoved into the back of your PlayStation 1? Well, we here at the Gifted Gaming Podcast are ready to be an accessory to your enjoyment of video games on this week's episode of the Gifted Gaming Podcast. It's me, your host, as always, Darren Wade. And today I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Xbox Games Pass himself, Luke Maycock. It's me! Woo! I'm back! Nice. Welcome. Welcome. And of course, Kevin, join us for your second? I think I'm on three now. Number three. Episode number three, Kev Purcell. How the hell are you? I'm doing so well, Darren. Thanks for having me back. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm going to put my phone on silent because I realized I was doing my intro. I got a little bit of a beep there and I don't want to ruin the whole... Yeah. I want to ruin the uh, the mystery that is the podcast. So what have you guys been playing since we last talked? Well, I have been neck deep in Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, yeah. stopped. It's like, it, for me, it's just been just the best experience. I've just thrown myself into it, exploring the world. I've been a Harry Potter, that world fan yep. since day one, read mm-hmm. the books, movies, been to the play in London, been mm-hmm. to the studio oh, yeah. tour, and now to have the opportunity to explore the grounds as a student, I'm in heaven, to be honest with, with you. With ray nice. tracing on and all looking beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. is such a, such a good game. And a job, it's the first thing I'm going to do when I go home. Is like no. Straight <laughs> back Space into it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight yeah. in. Every, every minute. And Luke, what about you? Um, I've been doing a little bit of everything. I've, uh, I picked up Jump King again. Jump King is a lovely game for punishing yourself. That's a through line with a lot of the games I play. I love punishing myself. But I did uninstall League of Legends, so I'm... Can we get a, can we get a soft I'm round of applause free. for Luke for I'm uninstalling free. League of Legends? Thank Congrats. You. Thanks. I'm You're free. on the path to recovery, Luke. I'm the path to here. recovery. Uh, so yeah, Jump King, no more League of Legends. Uh, Rocket League took the competitive spot instead, so I did my ranked stuff in Rocket League. And I'm enjoying that at the moment, so that's pretty much everything. That's nice. me. What about you, Darren? Uh, I'm, uh, I got into, uh, we've been playing a lot of uh, Catan, the board game, recently. Nice. And uh, I had it on the Switch for quite some time, but I've gone back to kind of do all the... Because you can do it all on easy, then do it all on medium and all on hard. So I've jumped up to hard difficulty to try and complete all the boards on hard difficulty. And all it's wanted to do is make me play the real thing with my friends even more <laughs> than I already do. And today, actually, I picked up the... Uh, it arrived for me, the Cities and Nights, for those who play Catan, Cities and Nights expansion pack. I got a scenario thing for that. And uh, it looks like it's pretty interesting, pretty complicated, but I'm ready to sink my teeth into that. So I've been playing uh, video games of board games. That's what my... And, of course, Hogwarts. But I, I will hold off on saying what I have to say about Hogwarts until we do the game yeah. club because... Yeah, it's. Oh, what I will say is, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I'll leave it at that. I'm enjoying the heck out yeah, of it. Yeah, a lot yeah. more to come on that, I think. Yeah, and apart from that, fellas, I, uh, I've my game time, my video gaming time was 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 slashed over the weekend. Yeah, I could, you know, got some stitches in my hand yeah. and a knife accent. I was telling you guys before the, the before the podcast. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna have some serious catching up to do mm-hmm. once I get those stitches out. So uh, don't play with knives, kids. <laughs> Or adults, if you're not comfortable with them. You're you're making it sound so mysterious that, like, I got a knife injury and stitches, and I can't. Yeah, it fell off the counter, and I went to grab it like an idiot. That's kind of. uh, We have it on record. Yeah, that that natural, that natural instinct to grab things you see falling. Don't do that with knives. That's that's bad. (laughs) No, top of the list. So, uh, as I said just before the intro, we are looking at this week's episode of being kind of video game accessories and some of our favorite accessories that we've had on various consoles, be they handheld, 
I, I can't think of any accessories that come with a PC. I mean, we should ask Chris about that one. I don't think they exist, but if they do, I'm sorry, Chris. And uh, yeah, so I guess the easiest thing to do would be to kind of go around and talk about a few that have been important to you guys or some 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 that you love so kev we'll start off with you this episode was your idea actually you, you hit me up last week we had mm-hmm. a, a little bit of change in plan it was myself and chris had to do an episode last week kind of off the cuff and then uh, we needed a new one for this week and you popped up with game gaming accessories yeah and i'll be killed if i don't do it because i'll have to give her a shout out it was actually tara's suggestion well thank oh, you nice. tara yeah, yeah she was uh, i was like do you know what do you what, what do you think what do you like and she was like well i always like playing ones with accessories i was like that is literally yeah like a perfect thank comment. you can't yeah. yeah. gift gaming friends for keeping the show going because we are flat out of ideas (laughs) (laughs) oh actually uh congratulations us i guess this is episode i mean we've done more than 10 episodes because we've got a few post shows and we've got um uh a couple of the the news shows as well Mm -hmm. but this is officially episode 10 we have entered double digits double digits achievement little 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 trophy there for us i hope um but yeah okay so so tara gave you the idea so Mm -hmm. i can no longer congratulate you yes no i have to retract all my congratulations and pass them off to someone (laughs) else but yeah like the minute she said it i was like that is just a cracking topic i think because it's been something i've i've always had uh, an accessory for every console that i've had and it brought me back to the very first accessory that I did have, which was the Duck Hunt Zapper. Nice. Oh, yeah. I just, I remember, I, like, I, it had already been released for years by the time I got it. Like, I was kind of like, I think I got, like, the net, like the Nintendo in, like, mid-90s, maybe late-90s. And I didn't know that that game existed or if that the gun existed. And when I got it, my mind was blown. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can actually point click and the screen will react that is pretty legendary to be fair it really was like like, was there like i I was thinking like is there one before it like would that be the first i suppose accessory for a major console i don't know if it's the first accessory but i think it's definitely the first accessory that would have had you kind of taking a thing outside of the game and using it as a mm-hmm. as a core component so this yeah. idea that you have like the the zapper yeah you, to yeah. use as as the controller but it interacts directly with the screen where yeah. you're pointing and things can like you that play duck hunt without the zapper do you can you play with the controller or i i actually do know something about i i, I don't know if you can as player one um play oh. as uh or use a controller to navigate it because like that would be almost impossible i would say yeah. but apparently if you have a regular controller and you plug it into slot number two uh you can guide the duck which I didn't know. Oh, that's which great. would just be no way. So it's like it's like a like a VS mode almost. You yeah, can like yeah, pretty much. Like that, or so I read. I never tested this. You still got it at home because the interesting thing about that now is you need a what type of TV is this that you need? Oh, like a CRT TV. You need a like CRT TV to make that work because mm. we couldn't use it on modern day TVs. So Wait, really? we have an old school TV for just these sort of purposes. Where um, I don't, wanna, I'm not going to jump onto another accessory yet, but I'm pretty sure we could get it to work if we do have it. We definitely have an Nintendo. Home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have the game. I remember Jacob saying he thought he had it somewhere. So I think I'm going to send him on a mission to get it because the nostalgia factor of that game. Oh, Duck Hunt Duo was, so, I mean, that's a great one to, to put in because the first console we ever had in my uh, house, uh, and I was obviously really young, was my older brothers that would have had it, was the original Nintendo mm-hmm. with Duck Hunt and we had the Zapper as well. Mm-hmm. That was hella fun. And it was, you had the Duck Hunt uh, game, but you also had the clay shooting yes, as well. There yeah. was like the two modes. Um, but I found that technology to be wild. And it's funny because up until we had that type of the old school TV, we had one in the room and I was probably like 17, 18. And we set up one of those in our room mm-hmm. and took it out and played it. Now, at that time, I could have been a moody teenager, but it played like a hunk of 
shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, like I was like, I'm definitely not pointing their video game because you can see that you can see the flashes on screen of where it thinks you're yeah. shooting. And I was looking at being like, no. And I even got up to the point where I was putting the zapper right, like right up against the TV screen and following the duck, like legitimately Wait. just following the duck on the on the glass of the screen and shooting, and it would still miss. And I'm like, this game's bullshit. I found that always made it harder. I thought that you had to get the distance almost perfect yeah. from screen to gun because I tried to cheat as well and get right up and I was yeah. missing. Never worked. And just no, it does not work. I'm so confused because uh, I've I've never used one of these duck hood zappers. Um, mm-hmm. Is there not a sensor that it picks up, or do you? So the technology is beyond me, Luke. Kev, I don't know if you know the answer. I don't sense. know, but there, there's not like a crosshairs on the screen. That's it's, that's fair. I understand yeah. that when you plug it into the you plug it into a, a controller port. You were saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And is there like a little? Something that looks like it might be a receiver or something that's no. supposed to so be. So it's done mm-hmm. entirely off the television. That's what's interesting about it wow. now is that if I took it, like if I brought my Nintendo from my family home to here and plugged it into that TV, which is just like your average, normal, run the mill everyday flat screen television that exists today, it would not work on it. How does that work? You man? need the, that's I don't know, uh, it's wizardry. And it would have been wizardry for that time. I don't know what year Duck Hunt um, came out, but that would have been wizardry. In the 80s, I think it yeah. came out, yeah. Crazy That's wizardry, you know? and I say I'm mean, like again. I was it was quite harsh of me as an 18 year old to be like, "Fuck this game, it's broken." <laughs> you know, trying to you know because it didn't, it wasn't perfect. But like that, no crosshairs, just a flash on the screen yeah. of where you were. What I always liked about it as well, because like it was difficult. Like hitting the target could be tough. Like you eventually got an eye for it over time, as you mm-hmm. do. But the first few cracks, like you were not hitting You're that missing. thing, yeah. and. What was so annoying about it is the little mascot you have, the, the dog that you're with who yeah. collects your, your victim of a duck if dun, you do dun, manage dun, to dun, hit dun, it. Dun. When you miss three, he pops up and laughs at you. But what he doesn't know <laughs> is you still have a loaded gun and you can take him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to be able to hit him. Yeah. yeah. That was great, actually. Game Just sounds great. <laughs> but it had that little, that little uh, anytime you missed uh, a couple of ducks or whatever, he'd get up and laugh to that little jingle. Yeah. It always made me feel like I just like horrible. I was like, all right, dog, I get it. You know I can't shoot ducks on your shittily built zapper that doesn't really work. <laughs> That's me being so harsh. It was amazing for the time. It was so yeah. good for the time, yeah. So what about you, Luke? An accessory? I mean, the, the zapper has to be in there, I think, as a I think as a piece when you see it as a as a piece beside the Nintendo. It's kind of... Well, legendary might be a strong word, but it's always in the minds of gamers. It's an iconic it's like, Exactly. Iconic's yeah. the word. Have you got anything that'll match the level of iconic... Ooh, not not matching the level of iconic. And you don't no, have to do that, by the way. I'm not trying to match the pressure. <laughs> That's not the criteria. <laughs> uh, no, nothing that matches the level of iconic. But uh, if you know, you know for mine. So on Xbox, we all know is Microsoft, mm-hmm. and Microsoft also owned a very popular service back in the late 2000s, early 2010s, more so late 2000s, uh, called MSN Messenger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that had integration on the Xbox 360 with a little uh plug-in keyboard that you could get for your 360 controller and it was actually beautifully ergonomic. It kind of thin in at the bottom and match the curve of the controller. Do you I know remember the this? One. I know the yeah. one. I didn't yeah. have it, but I remember seeing it. And yeah. as you say, it, it fit flush. It's yeah. snug, yeah. And it had, so it was a little keyboard, so you could use it for like messaging friends on your friends list, blah, 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 like typing out stuff really quickly. That was all grand and novel. But because it's on Microsoft and because they wanted to integrate it with MSN Messenger, which all the kids were using back mm-hmm. then, it had a little button on it that was the MSN logo. And you pressed it and once you'd linked up your gamer tag in your msn account you pressed it and msn messenger came up in the middle of the game 
like it was the Xbox guide. Like it just paused your game, brought up MSN Messenger, and you could chat to all your friends on MSN while you were playing they your were Xbox. They were the masters of online at the time. Oh, like, they were, yeah. Like they completely owned it. Like, I mean, that kind of stuff even now doesn't exist in a way that I think I'd like it to. No. Like some, some apps that I think should exist on consoles today for, you know, I mean, because they expect you to do everything like from the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. They expect you to do through the PlayStation 5 chat, the chat chat yeah. groups like that. It's like, who the heck does that? Like, give me, get, let me, give me access to my WhatsApp group. That's what I was just going to say. Like, that is so clever because at that time, like, your main method of communicating if you were, like, in our age group, it was pure messenger. Like, that's all you were using. So just be able to, like, set up, like, a group chat who's jumping on whatever game you're playing. Like, that's a a genius thing. So your accessory is is essentially the the keyboard thing that that plugs into, like, the headphone port. Mm. I don't know how they got it to properly, like, send signals and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, plugged into the headphone port little keyboard uh setup and the msn integration of it was the was the the beautiful thing the amount of times i was messaging friends off the xbox and i was like this is just class like this is so easy i it's not like go on computer and talk to friends or play xbox i can do both i can do both at the same time i feel like a genius uh i guess it was at a time as well when key the idea of like a keyboard on a controller wasn't the most horrifying thing in the world and i think these days all the big players kind of shy away from that because it's kind of ugly kind of clunky as an idea but i think back in the 2000s we had a bit more patience for ideas like that well the, so. a similar thing existed for the playstation 4 and i bought it for yeah. the ps4 controller because i was a and would still love to if i ever had the time was to go back and play final fantasy 14 which is a big mmo or pg that's i guess built to play on a pc where everything's easily accessible typing and stuff like that because there's no voice chat at all Mm. you'll have like a type chat Mm -hmm. thing in the corner and uh having to go into that and then bring up the playstation 4 keyboard on screen and everything that was mentally difficult i was like it drove me mad trying to like these amazing players helped me out in certain quests and it's like hey you know ren darks how's your game going and they'd like typed it up immediately and i'd be like oh hang on one second it (laughs) <laughs> is going and they're already gone you know they're already gone and i'm still clinking away on, on the, the playstation 4 keypad but this thing was like it's a exactly like the the layout of your qwerty um keyboard that you stuck into the playstation 4 controller into the headphone jack like you yeah, said yeah. so i don't know how they made that work but the moment i started yeah. typing on it it would bring up the chat box on Final Fantasy 14 and you type away while still holding the controller yeah, and it was that handy. very very satisfying yeah We're, weirdly satisfying like yeah. you feel like it kind of justifies PC gaming in a way where you're like, what if I just had a keyboard all the time? <laughs> then you go, wait, that's PC. Shit. Yeah. No, I refuse. I outright refuse. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really interesting one, actually, mm. because I really really enjoyed the PlayStation 4 one that I had, but I never even consider, didn't considered cross it mind. for the... No, it didn't cross my mind. Oh, it, was a, it was an era. It was a period of time. I'll tell you what did cross my mind, though, Luke, because if you had this in our age group when a certain game was fire in the schoolyard, mm-hmm. you were king. You were king, let me tell you. Because I had the cable for the Game Boys, which allowed people to transfer a Pokemon. Amazing. And I remember being in the shed in our schoolyard in primary school, having like three or four people lining up to be like, yo, can I use your cable to trade my... Was it? Did you have to trade like a Gengar or a Haunter to get like you know the way? There's only certain Pokemon that would only ever evolve yeah, if you Haunter traded it. And you know we all... By trade. Yeah. And Machoke and Graveler. I can't think of any others. That, it's very impressive that you remember that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you. Was, that's really good. The, the most satisfying thing for me, but, and it's, you know, it's, everything's wireless now and you can do everything online now, but having that like cable plug into your um, Game Boy, and I l- love the animation, especially for, I think I only ever used it for Pokemon. I don't think I 
really had any other uses for it. But seeing the animation when you went into a Poke Center and you went up the stairs, and they'd only let you up the stairs if they could read that you had the cable in the <laughs> yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. So you felt like a proper VIP. I was like, I've never seen the upstairs of the Poke Center before. Here <laughs> I go. And I went up and I had Pokemon Red and my brother had Pokemon Blue. And at the time, I was very cheeky. I think he hadn't played it in, a, in quite some time. He was kind of done with it. So I deleted this file <laughs> on, on the Game Boy and set it up and gave him Bulbasaur. Got him to the first Poke Center, then made him trade that Bulbasaur with, I gave him like probably like a Pidgey or a Rattatat <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. And then had him restart the game, pick Squirtle this time, because I already had Charmander. And it was the most satisfying thing to play that game at that age and have the three starters, yeah. like, like Ash did. Yeah. Uh, have those three starters in your team of six. And like when you would, because that allowed you to battle people as well. The, the, the link would allow you to battle people. And, and there was some of our mates and stuff like that who wanted to play and stuff. But then you get the odd kind of, now, stranger kids that all, oh, I'll give you a battle or whatever else. And the looks in their faces when you had a Charizard and your Charizard, my Charizard might have fainted. So out came Blastoise. And they're like, oh, back you've up. got two. You've got <laughs> two of the starter. And I was like, no, no, no. I've got all three, baby. You know, so you felt like king of the playground yeah. with with the with the Game Boy cable. And I only ever used it for Pokemon. I mean, if there's any other uses out there for it, I don't care to know because <laughs> Pokemon's all that mattered to me. I, I think there was like multiplayer because didn't uh, like Nintendo always tried to tie their at a certain point they tried to tie their handhelds in with the big consoles yeah. and wasn't did did Crystal Chronicles not use some kind of link cable for oh the yeah advance? oh yeah they used a link cable for it it wasn't a it wasn't a link cable it was a, and this is another accessory not on my list but I was thinking about this one um for the GameCube uh, the controller port went from the controller port and then went into the back of your Game Boy Advance because we were on Game Boy Advances at that point so with that game and I loved it I've got such fond memories of Crystal Chronicles I think I might have talked to Craig about it on one of the other previous episodes that we did but I was such a big fan of it because of the process when it first came out so Crystal Chronicles is like a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game and the controllers are your Game Boy Advances you don't use GameCube controllers Very so cool. you and because it's your controller you now have a screen on your controller yeah. as well as the TV screen and now the controller wasn't used it was it was an interesting concept because you would arrive in a dungeon and each person's map would each person's Game Boy would have a different piece of information so there was I played oh. with my two brothers and their friend so I might have had the map on my screen someone else might have had like the the stats of the enemies that we were fighting like their HP and stuff like that oh. and someone else had something else on their screen and like you know items that are like treasure chests they'd see treasure chests on their screen but have no map to reference it from okay. so you would use all these four things together and then at the end of a of a dungeon in that game you a mog like a you know from Final fantasy 9 would come down and say oh you've got mail and you'd read the mail and answer it on your so what i loved about that was when we finished a dungeon there was always this quiet time where me and my brothers and our, our friend would always be sitting there quietly like replying to our own mail you know when i got a message from my father they got message from their sisters That's you know so in game or whatever but and in classic Nintendo, it was messy as because to play this game four player, four player, you needed Crystal Chronicles the game, a GameCube, you needed four Game Boy Advances and four of these cables. You That's know, what so. I was just gonna ask: like, was it limiting if there was three people? Like, like, would it just not work the same? No, you could do like between one and four people. You could do as many as you wanted. Okay. But I think to get the max out of that game, because I remember trying to play it by myself, or me and my brother trying to do a two player. And it was never the same vibe as if you had a full team of four, you yeah. know, cracking through a dungeon. Because like that, if you had two people, 
you'd have some of the information but not all of it but yeah. having all the information on your screens and like being the map guy being the treasure guy you know in each dungeon oh, was so always such fun you wouldn't get the full info like they wouldn't I split don't, it between two the same they'd split, split it between four I don't think so oh, so wow. I think like they gave you the most important things like enemy stats and the map I think those were like no matter how many people were playing you always had those now it could be wrong and if I am wrong email us at the gift of game of podcast at gmail.com got to get it out there at least once an episode and uh, yeah let us know if i've gotten that wrong but i think that's kind of how it how it worked we've got so, a, yeah. we've got a bit off topic here but god i want to play crystal chronicles yeah, so bad now <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a special game yeah, yeah it is and like they re-released it on the uh, on the switch but you don't and this is the thing i played it i bought it because i was like yeah i want to play this game but the magic is is kind of lost because it's completely online now there's no local like i couldn't ah, okay. sit in a room with four people locally and just play it i don't think which is a massive oversight on their mm-hmm. part to not allow that couch co-op aspect so it's completely online so you'll just drop into people's games in and out of dungeons real mm-hmm. quick and finish them which never has the same kind of joy as it did originally but luke you're right we're getting off topic <laughs> we're getting off topic so that was my one the game boy cables you being know. your pokemon mafia boss yes skill yeah. yeah. hey kid you looking for pidgey <laughs> <laughs> i got your pidgey right here yeah like i wonder what the teachers all thought they were probably like what are these kids oh, doing yeah. like one of them smoking or something no yeah. everyone's just cabled into a bunch of games when pokemania hit the skill yard went crazy oh like, yeah. yeah it, was it like, got banned in my school you I'm weren't not, you, yeah. you got banned I you weren't allowed none of the cards none of the game boy except nothing you they just like clean slate banned you just weren't allowed to do it yeah you do anything else Beat the shit out of each other. Nobody <laughs> cares. But do not play it's, Pokemon. It's character building. <laughs> be, be normal children and beat each other up. <laughs> get in knife fights. But just no Pokemon. But it, that was that was crazy. We didn't get a band in, in school for us, Luke. Sure, we didn't? No. No, it kind of died off popularity at a certain point. And they talked about it. Like, we, I remember hearing about it. In, maybe I just heard about it from other schools. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I don't think it ever got banned where we were. I was in uh, second class. Mm-hmm. And my next brother up was in sixth class. Uh, that was kind of the age gap between us. And in second class, Pokemon was really like on fire. I would think, well, yeah, I think when we were first entered primary school, that was probably yeah. when it was at its, yeah. at its peak. And my brother had no interest in it. But what he liked to do, he, he, was, li- he was a little bit of a tough kid, you know, when we were in school together. It was cool having him as a brother because I was protected like that. We're talking mafia stuff here. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I paid my brother protection money and he kept me, he kept me safe. No, but I, I'd have, uh, I'd be trading Pokemon cards and he'd always come up to me and say, you got any freebies for me? And I'm like, Graham, you don't, you don't play with Pokemon cards. He's like, just, have you got any freebies for me? I'm like, yeah, okay, here's a fe- here's a feckin' energy card and a Rattata. I've got six of those. Go on, have fun or whatever else. And what I didn't realize he was doing until years later and he told me that he'd go up and find groups of other second classers huddled together trading Pokemon. And I don't know if you guys remember the phrase gushy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he just threw the cards up in the Long. air and shouted gushy. So like whoever gets them first gets them. And as the kids all f- fought for them, Graham and his mates would just push them over and... <laughs> That was, that was, that was his, that was his joy of Pokemon back when I was in school. You got the best out of it. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. Some OG but, schoolyard bullying. Yeah, I mean, essentially, yes, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're we've we've flown off topic here, guys. I could talk about Pokemon all day long. You know, the OG. But Kev, we'll swing back around to you. Yeah. Any well, other accessories? Yeah, for sure. Like this isn't a theme. Not all mine are gonna be gun related. It just <laughs> okay. so happens that the <laughs> first my next one's two a gun. <laughs> it's a gun, and I had a pair of them. Uh, time Crisis. Nice. Yeah. Time Crisis yeah, yeah, yeah. guns at home. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember when I first got that, I lost my mind because I was so used to only being able to experience that, like you know, going to Leisureplex. Yeah, the arcade. Yeah, whatever, yeah, and you're yeah. stamping your foot down. I was like, they're never gonna be able to bring this home. Like, there's just no way. Like, this is this is too far. The technology doesn't exist. And when it came out, it came out. 
around Christmas as it always does. Yeah. And oh, I was the happiest man. We played longest. it recently in your in your house. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. We still there. Those those guns, I think, are um, like newer gen ones, even though they look so old. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I remember getting the original ones with like the big, massive. Uh, I think it was Cam- was it Camco. Camco do it. I think it might have been. Uh, I'm not. Or uh, Namco. Namco. Sorry. Na- I Nam- think it might have been Namco. I yeah. I can't remember to be honest. Did yeah. you get the did you get the feedback? Did you get the gu- did the guns clack back? Um, did the guns clack back? No, they didn't clack back. But they had like they almost like felt like a shotgun. I had like two buttons on either side, like the oh, the, the like I suppose like the handle of it or like the underneath mm. of the barrel was a tank of a thing. Like it looked like something like like Judge Dredd would use as a gun. Do you know, it's just That's an so absolute cool. beast. And I think like, we have Time Crisis two and three at home, mm. but I'm pretty sure I had like one, two, and three. I don't know what happened to one. But like jumping back, we, we do still play at the odd time. It's yeah. very like, difficult. It is it's so hard. So, so <laughs> tough. And I consider myself a decent gamer, but man, yeah, I that's thought hard. I was a crack shot. I remember I was able to complete the games mm-hmm. when I was younger. But that's yeah. because you didn't have to pay a pound <laughs> every it. time you died. Yeah, like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And would you, I, I have so many questions. So you played Time Crisis a lot and you loved it and you beat mm-hmm. it. When you go to an arcade now... Are you like a are you like a Wild West so spinning guns I've around? I've always had like an affinity to those games for some reason. I don't know what right. it is. Like like arcade games that feature a gun, I I I'm pretty good at them. I I just always had an eye for it. I think what drives me fucking mad is that like I, some of the few places you can actually play that I go now, like they have um you know like the Blackbird out and like Rathmines has one and like um. Okay. What's the other place? Token and Token. Smithfield yeah, there has yeah. one. And both guns are just ever so slightly askew. So you have to aim like three or four inches to oh, the left. No. And like just having to make that adjustment drove me mad because the one at home, way more accurate, I thought. Yeah. Like I really thought like... Well, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm doing myself a disservice because we played at a party at yours and I, was, I had a couple of drinks in me. So maybe that's why my time crisis game wasn't uh, on point. Like, <laughs> you're, you know? you're into the scratch. <laughs> no, no, probably not. I reckon with a bigger TV though, you might be able to. Because I don't know if it would work on every tv but the one so we play that's it the off. thing i don't yeah. think it would i think that's yeah. the the technology and those type of because it's you know well maybe because there's a crosshairs and stuff i don't know listen if any listeners out there are smart because we're dumb um let us know and email us that address mm-hmm. i said and i'll say it again because i should <laughs> <laughs> the gift of game and podcast at gmail.com let us know if you can play time crisis on modern tvs please do because we do have it there like it's just sitting there ready to go it's an amazing game yeah love it so much it is. It's pure quality. So we've gone from guns, Luke. Have you got is your next accessory a gun? It, my next accessory is another keyboard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the keyboard for the Xbox 360. Uh, my next ex- accessory is one that I kind of suspect, Darren, you might have in your list. We haven't like talked about our list or anything. Oh, where's my list? But uh, my next accessory is the iToy. Oh, scratch it off my list. Oh my scratch god! No, not on my list. <laughs> oh, on no? my list, which is surprising. you have it on yours. I though? have it on mine, yeah. Yeah. and I have it at home. I still have one. No way! Yeah, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if I ever owned one myself. I think my neighbors had one, and I got to borrow it a couple of times. Uh, but it was so fun. Oh my god! It was so fun. That was a leap technology wise yeah. I thought oh. it was amazing. Yeah, like the I- interacting with things that were appearing on the screen mm-hmm. with your body. It was like. Do you know what? Like, Connect came so far after that, and never had the same. Ne- never even came close to reach. I've played some of the Connect games, and oh my god, they were nothing compared to the iToy. <laughs> which iToy was, was so good. It was so sharp. It was so sharp. The iToy for me was one of those things that I remember um, being sick home from school, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, I meant to be in bed sick, but I'll <laughs> sneak on the TV and put on the iToy, and 
just the the mini games and stuff and that were just because I used to do that any anytime I was sick anyway I'd throw on some video games mm-hmm. but being able to turn on the eye toy yeah. was a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, that was amazing. Can you remember any of the particular mini games? Oh yeah, I remember loads of them. I remember loving the ninja one. That yeah. was the best one. The guys would just that come was, from the side and just yeah. flicking yeah. them away. And you just like, <laughs> like you wouldn't have to move too much. You no, have to be doing a weird little flick dance. And yeah, you definitely <laughs> used to meta game it and be like, "How little can I move and flick these guys away?" Because yeah. at first you'd like do full swings of your arm to the left and full swing to the right. But eventually, I was just like flicking them off the screen, <laughs> and it was so satisfying. It's, I don't know. It was it was great. The window washing game. Me and my sister loved. A classic. A classic. Absolute classic. Just like clearing the suds off the windows. And they had this great catchy theme song, which I can't quite remember um, for that for that one. Uh, and then beyond that, I can't I can't actually remember a whole lot. They had a nice like sports range. They had like a keepy uppy, for example, yes. which was just yes. amazing. Like, I remember it so being good. shocked that I could do that. I was like, oh my God, I'm keeping this ball up. Yeah. I like, I, I go out to the back garden, pick up a football, get yeah. three shite. <laughs> go in, play the eye tool, get a hundred, and I'm like, I am the king. Yeah. I'm gonna play I, fake sports. <laughs> I was the exact same. I was like, why can't I do this in real life? Why is this so easy and satisfying? Uh it was I guess it was in two dimensions. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's that third dimension that really fucks <laughs> us over, guys. That gets us the ball can go anywhere. The further on that franchise went as well, I think there was like there was iToy, there's iToy two and iToy three mm. is the games. I don't know if there was another one past that, but I remember by the end, like you could play ping pong with your hand against oh, like an older I think it was like an cool. older woman was your like opponent. And you were there <laughs> yes, slapping the you ball. You actually went through the the it's like a dojo type thing on your yeah. ping pong. Oh man, yeah. I'm getting so many flashbacks of the iToy it was now. Such a good game. I never uh, even considered that as an accessory. Oh yeah, it's I can't it believe was, I forgot it. It was so existed. so ahead of its time. I remember, Darren, you and me, the reason I thought you might have it on your list was that you and me used to record videos on it. Yes. Do you yes. remember? Oh my God, yes. This was like the podcast maybe 15 years before the podcast existed. Like this was just the two of us. I don't know if we were talking about, we were probably talking about video games, yeah, to be honest. So. I think we were talking about video games. We do these little episodes that had to be like 30 seconds long because any more would just eat up all the memory on your memory card yep. even though it was like 240p video it was recording at and i even um, remember because we were doing so many of them at the time i think for my birthday one year i asked for a memory card that was specifically <laughs> we saved itoy stuff on it because just, there was always that argument of like hey andrew can i delete yeah. No, X, Y, and Z off the memory card. He's like, absolutely not. Make I'm a like, video. Oh, yeah, I want to make a <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty eye, eye toy video. Like, can I delete whatever? And so, uh, yeah, ended up buying a memory card for it as well. Yeah. Oh, and man. And you just touched on to like a game changing accessory there yeah. in and of itself. The memory card alone was oh. so unreal to be able to find did anybody select the memory card as an accessory? I have it down on the list. Well, you are probably the most, I guess educated person in this pod- podcast because I cannot believe that we didn't pick the memory card and it has changed how we game and do you remember like the booster pack of memory cards I, I can't remember what it was called but like you could sli- slip into the slot like something that could hold like three or four memory cards as well so you could really like amplify the memory and, space and there I don't was, remember that at all that sounds great yeah, there was yeah. loads of different ones too we had one that was because like especially for PlayStation 2 I'm thinking of more so than PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2 we had this um, it's a real chunky looking memory card so it was bigger than the other the other ones but it was that classic do you remember when old old school controllers or any any old school accessories it was that like 
invisible so you could yeah, see into see the through, yeah. see through in the workings yeah. i thought it was the coolest thing ever like you know yeah and they, i remember that was at a time as well where like you didn't really have to get like on brand accessories like there was no obligation to get like a sony yes. memory card you get a mad cats controller you could get whatever you liked and it worked so well they were also compatible like it's yeah. kind of moved away from that a little bit now yeah. or, or tokyo it's nintendo or die yeah yeah yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much but um yeah that was a game changer i remember the, like i had the same problems that you always have like which game do i sacrifice to yeah. save and this it was, new it game it was really heavy on um on playstation one um, I remember there was a couple of games I loved playing Pipus the beginning uh, and there was another one that ate up memory like no tomorrow like you know where you got 15 blocks in your memory card mm-hmm. in the PlayStation 1 like Pipus if you saved a, a slot on that it was like 5 so it's a third of your memory <laughs> yeah, gone yeah, it's yeah. one game That's and so uh, what? oh um, so PlayStation 2 I think because that was 8 megabytes on the PlayStation 2 were they yeah, 8 megabytes yeah. yeah. oh my 8 megabytes huge and the thing about those ones was I loved uh, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis on the PlayStation oh, yeah. 2 and that thing took up memory like there was that, no yeah. tomorrow and it was that thing where it was like but that's my 5 star Tyrannosaurus Rex Park I can't possibly <laughs> get rid of that file you know <laughs> I spent years I spent <laughs> literally this thing that I kept you know kept coming back to revisit so like okay we we didn't mention memory cards none of us have that on our list but i think it's it's safe to stamp it in right now as a very honorable mention yeah 100 essential essential i mean i don't know what we'd do without it uh speaking of uh that kind of accessory this is one that had inbuilt memory on it that i'm thinking of you plugged into the back of your playstation one we're talking Mm -hmm. about this is a thing and i think the correct name was was the energizer it was this red really big uh, I mean, I'd say probably twice the size and twice the thickness of a normal memory card. And you'd plug it into the back of your PlayStation 1. And it was in that weird, you know, like the projector kind of slots that you see on projectors, that real funny, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And you plug it into the back of TVs. I've no idea what the connection was called. Old ass connection anyway. But you plug this energizer thing in. When the menu came up, you had this third option to click on this thing. And it would drop down this list of hundreds of video games. Mm-hmm. And you could go in and select it and do all of these cheats. And I'll never forget going on to Final Fantasy VII on the Energizer and going to give everybody their ultimate limit, having all characters, uh, everybody on level 99, and playing the game through from the beginning with everything, all the material, all everything. And it was, you know, it was a time before the internet, so cheat codes weren't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't easily accessible. You'd get them in magazines the odd time. Or you'd uh, learn about them through, like, word mates. of mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. We had, um, and I, st- I still saved it when I was cleaning out um, my, well, I shared a room with my brothers when I was much younger. So when, when I was cleaning that room out, uh, before I moved out, I came across our cheat code book. <laughs> and it was just oh, pages great. on yeah. pages of cheat yeah, codes yeah. that we would have written in you know so like each page was devoted to like you know Populous or GTA or uh, Z or any of those games Theme Park um, World huh Theme Park World Theme Park World oh man up down up down left up down up down right eight yeah, times golden ticket say. Yeah, yeah 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 that's a golden ticket right there so uh, this thing had just hundreds of games and all of these and they weren't even cheats they were just like mods essentially just, just like modding stuff. the game yeah oh, okay perfect i think i remember that i think i remember this in the sense that like it got passed around my school like like somebody had one or two and it was like take this home for the so weekend it was, and go crazy that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah it was and it was it was this thing where I, it felt like it felt like piracy full-blown felt like piracy <laughs> i remember uh watching andrew he he had it i didn't uh, he got it from a magazine or a friend or a pirate i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he, Real pirate. he, he, he brought it back and plugged it into the playstation and i remember being like this this doesn't look this doesn't look right like are we breaking the law here like my, my stupid little mind being like oh my god we can do anything with any of these video games but it was uh it was such a, a crazy thing to do and unfortunately there was um it, like i say there was hundreds of games it probably wasn't hundreds of games on it maybe like 
40, 50 PlayStation 1 games on it. But for us, the most of what was there were games that we never owned. Oh, I, I yeah, remember, okay. I think I remember so strongly Final Fantasy 7 because it was one of the few we could actually and yeah. fit all these cheats on whereas an accessory to video games at the time it was like it was like the internet in a box shoved into the back of my playstation one with these Sounds like great. like mods for playstation as opposed to pc i just can't get over the image of a, a pirate a real pirate going, <laughs> selling me that tech yeah do you want to see Aerith's final limit break <laughs> like, oh boy howdy do i <laughs> sorry sorry i can't get that out of my head <laughs> i hope they do so that all right kev what's next on your on your your list of amazing accessories we've Love and miss. There's one that like I didn't use it for its proper purpose, but it gave me hours and hours of entertainment because it was just hilarious to try and play a game using the dance dance revolution. <laughs> yeah, nice. it was yes. just hysterical. Sinead had it. My sister got it. Um, just like to play the actual dancing game. If I ever hear like video kill the radio star ever again, I would lose my mind. That song was just that was. I think that was like the easy mode song, you know. And she'd nailed it. But um, I started using it to try and play whatever games I had on, I think, the PS1 at the time. So I remember trying to play Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Through the yeah. dance match. Yeah, because I oh, thought, like, so first-gen VR, if I close all the curtains, prop the TV up, like, eye level a little bit, this will be, like, VR. Was like, my, was walking my around Hogwarts. That's yeah. so clever. Needless to say, it didn't pan out that way. <laughs> it was so <laughs> difficult so to join. So funny that you should actually bring this up, because I only saw a video on YouTube recently of a girl streamer and she's playing um she's playing elden ring on i guess hard difficulty but she's doing it on a dance mat it's insane elden ring and finding these insane bosses and like doing the dodge rolls and the attacks on a dance mat yeah because i i'm pretty sure like it only had you know your directional buttons and then triangle circle square x i don't know if it had or Or one or or two two. i don't think it did so i i like for the harry potter game at the time it was fine like i fell every time i had to do anything like i was so bad at it but i was watching i think i watched the same video that you that you watched and my mind was just blown that someone actually figured it out i guess there's probably ways in which people could like mod them into certain buttons do mm-hmm. certain things because i can't imagine you could play it on like standard controller yeah, yeah it's doable. No. i think locking on you have to use like or three or something and i haven't played elden ring but in the souls games it's usually something like that yeah so yeah they probably had a they probably an extra had input sort of thing just uh, dance mat not the dance dance revolution one but there's a dance mat on my list as well kev nice. uh, sorry to jump ahead of you here luke i no, just no, feel no, the singles no. were on the dance mat uh, train it wasn't a console-ready dance mat. It was just this random dance mat with like 18 inbuilt songs you just plugged into the back of your television. And I don't know if you guys or any listeners out there will know what I'm talking about here, but do you remember that really old plastic? And for like a dance mat to open up, and it would stink. Like that really, yeah. I don't even know what material <laughs> yeah. that was, but it would reek of just like plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we had this, and me and my sister played it all the time, but it was uh, this Take On Me by Achoo. a house. But this was not like a, like the real version. We're talking polyphonic here because this is like a plug into your, <laughs> your back of your TV. We had a polyphonic version of Take On Me that me and my sister played on the hardest difficulty. And every time the dance mat came down, it was who could get the, the high score. And I remember it being like really intense, like me sweating buckets by the time we're done. Because like we knew this song, like the back of our hands. Like we knew that like I should have been on some sort of like top 10 greatest whatever that brand of dancer were, because we, we played it so much and it was so much fun. But I, we took it out of the attic there recently. I say recently, like probably about 10 years ago. We took it out of the attic and it is horrific. It's it doesn't awful. hold up? No, no. And it's like the only, so you'd have the arrows on the screen 
as you would with any dance mat. But then the bottom right hand corner, there's this pixelated woman, and she's like going ham dancing, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the bottom corner. But it was the it was the reaction times of hitting the arrows. So obviously, when we played, we played so much when we were young that we got the timing down. But you could not press it the moment it hit like the top of the screen, right, like it would, okay. because there was that delay in kind oh, of receiving no the information. So I guess me and my sister were really used to just pressing it right before it hit the arrow. So we had it all the timing down. But I tried Very to break fun. it out like a decade ago, and it was awful. But like, I mean, really fond memories, like yeah. you know. And "Take on Me" is a song that's ingrained in my head forever. Like, will always be in my top ten songs just if, for if take on me comes on at a club do you like have a very specific dance oh, you start to my, do? yeah it's just just me on a dance mat in the middle like just in the small <laughs> square dancing my little heart out left, like yeah right <laughs> left up <laughs> there was a couple of diagonals in there kev i'll have you know look what about you now that we're off the dance mat do you know what I'll, I'll stick on a i'll stick on a similar kind of vibe uh for me one of my next accessory on the list is going to be the guitar hero controller Oh, very good. I have yeah. really, I have, re- I've forgotten about so many accessories. I can't yeah. believe I didn't consider that <laughs> or the eye toy. Yeah, man, Guitar Hero was a special time for video games. Guitar yeah. Hero three, I think it hit the hardest. I mean, Guitar Hero one and two were big games, but Guitar Hero three, it got very mainstream, and that's when I got into it. And some absolute bangers on there. Devil went down to Georgia, being incredible. Like Dragon Force through the Fire and Flames was a, mm-hmm. a famous one that you'd always like play on expert with a friend and try and get as far into the song as you physically could. Uh, before it ended but yeah man guitar hero the, it was it was simple and <laughs> kind of in a similar vein to what you guys were talking about it was always fun to try and figure out how to use those to play games because it was your your a b x y of the xbox yeah. and you had your up and down sort of thing and there was a way to do left and right as well i think maybe with the whammy bar or something no way. and you're trying to like figure out how to play games with them yeah but uh no guitar hero was guitar hero was so special and it was, <laughs> I remember I used to do this really sad thing. There, so I had Guitar Hero 3 and that was the only Guitar Hero game I would I could afford to get. Like I couldn't get another Guitar Hero game. So what I started doing when the internet started popping off and YouTube started popping off, people would have modded songs for Guitar Hero online. And what I'd do is I'd watch them play the song, but I'd like play it on my Guitar Hero guitar, which wasn't plugged into anything just totally not responding but i was hit it hit it at the right timing yeah. and it would be like i was playing the song getting the mechanics of it down, getting the like, mechanics brilliant. of it down that kind of thing it. man i loved it so much it was so fun it was very uh it was it was great we we had a uh, danny i mean like you know i mean both of you know danny or whatever but we he had um the drums for yeah. rock and, and rock band, band yeah. era, was it rock band's rock, like a ps1 and rock, rock band, rock band yeah. was the playstation one yeah. and, and danny had that he had that in the mic and then i had two guitars from the guitar hero games which are compatible as guitars for mm-hmm. rock band perfect uh and it was my brother that owned guitar hero I, I never bought them myself but we used to go down we had this band because uh, you obviously could name your band. We had a band called Dangerous Philosophy. Nice. A great band name. That's one I've wanted name. to rob for like real bands ever since, <laughs> you know. Um, but we played and Danny's parents have the patience of saints. Because I remember we used to go down. It was almost weekly. And it was me, Danny, uh, Thomas, Orna, Lauren even popped. You know, we were, we were all of us there and we kind of trade. And our, our friend Sean, who's like real loud and everything like that as well. And I remember one night, and it was 2 a.m. in his house like on the ground floor to him his house his parents are still there like we're all, we're all pretty young and i'm i am roaring out ballroom yeah. blitz at the top <laughs> of my lungs and the thing about the the um drum bit is that uh, the the bass pedal the yeah. bass drum pedal was so clackety and like you were almost like hitting the ground every time you pressed that 
I think back on that and I was like, how did his parents not come down and absolutely tear us to shreds <laughs> for the noise we were making? Yeah. Yeah. Most patient people yeah. in the world, because we did that like week in, week out for months just to like finish the career in rock band. Yeah, me and my friends had that as well. It was just one of those, that, that's one of the best games I always thought growing up for like kind of bringing people together as yeah. well, because yeah. like the compatibility of playing with, I think you could have like two guitars, the drums in and someone, and and someone singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And like we started doing that in my in my family as well. Like, like we got it one Christmas, we got... um. I can't remember. Yeah, we had the Xbox. It was Band Hero. No, no, it was... No, I think Rock Band was on was um, Rock Band. Was on Xbox as well, yeah. eventually. Because um, I remember, like, even my dad wanting to be like, ah, can we do Johnny uh, Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire, please? And, like, he just wanted to do all the classics. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we yes. absolutely can. And I, that franchise in general, I always thought was so great. Like, they were just yeah. always taking it somewhere else. So, like, getting the drums and everything involved. Do you remember DJ Hero as yes. well? I thought so of it putting random. that on my list just because of how random it was. Yeah. And it was really if you had I access to it. one of the decks it was really fun yeah one of my mates had it and I remember having a go and I was like "This is you can get into this yeah. quick and you probably think you're a DJ like of course what you're doing is slightly moving your hand back and forward <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Button, switching decks yeah, and whatever. It was yeah. Great, I'm so badass yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they did that was the nice thing about it because we played it I think generally speaking normal or hard difficulty never like the hardest but when you finish songs like that because we all we used to take turns and just you know just switch around everything and like you know you'd see someone belt out a song and get like an A rank and you'd be sitting there like nice job yeah. you know it's singing just that, was the hardest part yeah that was the hardest get points yeah yeah because yeah. you had to match the pitch didn't you like there was a pitch on screen and mm-hmm. you had to pitch your voice up to matt it was like it was the closest to actually using the instrument out of any of them yeah, yeah it was yeah. like using your voice to try and match the pitch of the song yeah. great shout great shout yeah mm. guitar things. i think at this point i will take some time in the episode to do some housekeeping just let let our listeners know what's what's up and coming and what we have uh planned so People who are listening to the podcast still may have noticed we had two post shows come up over the last two weeks. There will be a post show after today's episode as well. Uh, I actually haven't run that by you guys. You guys okay to do a post show today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. All right, so there's a post show today, (laughs) um, which will be the last of the post shows that will be available on our, uh, just on Spotify. After that, we will be opening up a a Patreon. We've, I've came across, Luke, you'll be happy to hear some of our very old episodes of the podcast i'm not happy to hear that at all (laughs) they're not bad so i always i always used to think they were terrible and today i was listening to them and they're not that content wise not that bad quality wise they're not fantastic but content wise they're i mean i'm listening to this like damn we we did all right like a couple of years ago we were still what what did we talk about uh one topic was there can I, can I ask a different question? How long ago was were these recordings? Uh, these were the ones that we did with Craig. There's, I think there's one or two where it's just you and me. So that yeah. would have been done your house on those old... Um, snowball mics. Snowball mics, yeah. yeah. And then there's <laughs> uh, the rest of them are with you, me, and Craig. There's one with Andy Dunn, our good friend Andy Dunn. Uh, he did one with us as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, I won't go into the topics. I'll save them for, for, yeah, our, for our Patreon listeners. Because we are going to try and set up a Patreon and uh, put up extra content for people there. More news on that to follow. But if you've been enjoying our short post shows, that's where you'll need to go after today. So today will be the last free drop post show. And uh, everything after that, uh, we're going to be, uh, well, me, going to be an asshole about and, you know, put it behind a money barrier and make you pay for, for, for stuff. I, I, I hope we still follow us after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you should. We're still making normal content, content though, for, for free. For free. Yeah. For free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just those random post shows. Uh, yeah, so, um, and on top of that then as well, it's kind of been two weeks, two weeks since Hogwarts came out or a week? For, oh, 10th? 10th of... So tenth. Yeah. Okay, so it's just been a week and a half. Yeah. So in another like two weeks or so, we'll be doing our Gift of uh, Games Club uh, and we'll be talking about Hogwarts. So keep an eye out for that one. If you've been playing it, I hope you've been enjoying it as much as myself and Kevin have. 
loved it. Yeah, loved it. It's been it's been so much fun. But now we'll go back into the show, and we're kind of going through a couple more accessories. You guys still got more accessories? Oh yeah, right? for go sure. One or two more. Go yeah. one or two more. Yeah, a couple uh, more. Yeah, let me just check my list here to see what else I wrote down. Um, oh, okay. Here's here's one that I can just talk through really quick because I remember it being quite a cool. I mean, unnecessary thing in a sense that PlayStation was behind on this. Um, but one thing I always loved were multi taps. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. he taps just uh, as well for the name of them because uh, PlayStation 1 and 2 only ever had two controller ports, whereas Nintendo consoles mm-hmm. tended to have four. Xbox had four controller yep. ports as well, yeah. Oh, so yeah. PlayStation were behind. So you used to have to buy this um, accessory uh, that would uh, allow you to... It would plug into like the first port of the control, the PlayStation and then it would be a port thing that had four controller mm-hmm. ports on it. Weirdly enough, the PlayStation 1 one was an L shape. Yeah, I said, seemed I said that to someone recently and they were like, yeah, yeah, it was an L-shape and you could like put it around the corner of the PlayStation. And I was like, wait, was that why it was L-shape? No, you can't do that. You can't. I mean, no. people say, no, because the this is the the design was terrible. You know, it was awful because <laughs> the wire would come out of the corner. So where yeah. the where the L-shape bent, the wire was coming out there, right at the corner. Oh, from the inner corner. From the inner, so inner, oh, not, not this. So yeah, you, yeah. you could... bounce those fray over time and it, eventually break. Like. Well, no, it wasn't anything oh, to break, but I mean, in terms of if you wanted to have it flush against your flush, PlayStation, yeah, you like to make be. it look like it's, oh, it's an L piece and it just goes around my PlayStation, it you. would never sit flush. It was always, it was always like that. Multitap was definitely That's an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But I liked it because it, you know, I had two brothers, we always played games together. Having the multitap was a cool thing and then the PlayStation 2 multitap was a, just a kind of rectangular. I mean, mm-hmm. it made way more sense as a shape yeah. for what you're trying to get done here. But I always loved having them in the house because it was that kind of thing where uh, if there was ever multiplayer games on PlayStation, you had to have this. And I used to be the guy who'd bring the multi-tap over to whoever's house to play that multiplayer game, you know? We yeah. used to have to, I remember we used to have to ask you to bring the multi-tap over and you'd have to get it off your brothers. Yeah. So it was a whole pipeline of things that we yeah. had to go through. Like, hey, Andrew, can I bring the multi-tap down to Luke's today? And it would, like, Ugh. There'd almost always be a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, but you're not having any friends over this weekend. Yeah, that was always tough. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just a brief thing on the multi-tap. I enjoy it mostly because I really like the name. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a great name for and It's a solution to a problem that PlayStation invented Create for themselves. themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No other console at the time had <laughs> two controller ports, but... Uh, that was PlayStation. That was PlayStation. That's what they did it. What else you got for us, Kev? Well, there's one that kind of like a similar vein, almost more of an honorable mention, because I never actually owned this one, but I love the concept behind it. And it wasn't, it didn't particularly work as an accessory. But do you remember like the Tony Hawk skateboard? Like yes. the actual, like, oh, yeah. did you ever like play, like actually try and use it? No, no, no. I, and, oh, impossible. I didn't know it was here in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, um, I think Tara's brother, I think actually still does have it. But one of, one of my pals growing up, had it and I remember like playing like the Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 when they came out and just being like oh my god I can actually step on the board and do this this is going to be amazing like I've, I've spent years playing this game I'm obviously going to be able to start doing kickflips no problem could barely get the skateboard to go straight without falling off the thing <laughs> it was next to impossible I have no to I, use in my brain yeah in my brain I have no idea how that would um, translate from you standing on this piece of kit mm-hmm. to translate into actually playing yeah. the game. I've yeah, no there was like they... sensors on the side of it for sure. And like, you know, there was pressure points that like you put your weight somewhere and you tilt the board ever so slightly. You might do a different trick. You might mm-hmm. pick up speed, you, you know, change direction, whatever it was. And I, I remember seeing the advert and being like, genius. 
because it's one of those games when it, I, when I see it in an arcade, you know, you want to jump up and you know pop the euro in and hold on to the railings and like just start like shredding. But then when you try and do that, you know, it takes about like fifteen euro to even get comfortable, like to get the thing <laughs> to go straight. So like, oh, we've got a home version of this. This is this is obviously going to work. It's such a big franchise. How could it not work? It did not work. It just, <laughs> it it, I just like I just wanted to put it out there as like uh, good for, good on you for yeah. trying. Yeah. yeah. But you you fell flat there. You fell flat. Uh, and they 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 brought it out again. Like I think you had Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's Ride and then like Tony Hawk Shred and there was a good bit of time in between the two of them and like they don't follow the usual format of your regular Tony Hawk game where you can just go from like area to area unlocking things getting getting the word skate whatever it was more of an arcade style like time trials yeah. um, you know max points on tricks this sort of stuff and to even land a kickflip was just impossible and like I don't know if you remember the word, but it looked like the little hoverboard from Back to the Future oh, so right. you just, I just had this like I'm definitely going to be good at this never skateboarded in my life of course i was <laughs> yeah, shocking yeah. at it and even but even then like even if it was a thing that was geared to gamers who also skateboarded mm-hmm. like none of it translates to what how you use a board in real no, life no 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 not it, a it single was, bit yeah, of that translates. like, like it, yeah. it's not as if you know people who've skated their entire lives are going to get on that and be like yeah i know how this works yeah like it just that's what i mean in my brain i'm like how could they mimic that or mimic what you're meant to do in the video game well that's in a crazy. similar way to how like the people who are best at guitar hero a lot of them didn't play the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's my my favorite thing. Just to go back to that guitar, I don't know if you guys remember the episode of South Park where Randy, yeah. uh, they're all playing like guitar is the new thing, and Randy actually has a real guitar. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he, sorry, I do know. He comes, out, he comes out in the best moment ever, and it's you know, there's there's so many times um, that uh, Randy reminds me of my own father yeah. in terms of like things that he did, and like my dad has a has a big you know Randy mustache and everything like that sure. as well. But uh, Randy did that thing where he comes out and he's like, "Hey kids, why don't you play real guitar?" And he like stands up on an amp yeah. and he plays. Um, Oh God! And I think I can't think of the name of the song, but it's like I was soaring ever higher. Oh yeah, that kind of, he's yeah. playing that, and he's giving it socks. And I'll never forget because he's giving it out to me like, "Why don't you play real guitar?" And I remember being in my room, quite young, clickety clacking away on my guitar, which must have been a very annoying noise <laughs> outside of the room. My dad poking his head and being like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's guitar here." I was like, "Learn to play a real guitar, Darren." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty harsh. Luke, what else you got? Uh, my next one is. Uh, something that I thought you might also have on the list is something very dear to my heart. When I was a kid, especially around the Pokemania era, mm-hmm. um, when we all had like Game Boy Pockets and original Game Boys, it's the Game Boy Worm Light. So it was it plugged into the exact same port in the Game Boy that your link cable did, and it w- just had a little LED light at the end of it, and it took power from the Game Boy and shined a light onto ah. your screen. The oh, back of because Game Boys weren't, didn't have backlights then. So it was literally a physical light that came out and shined down on your screen uh, to light it up, which was amazing because when I was young and when I was sent to bed and the lights were all turned off, I could just get out the worm light under the covers and turn yeah. it on and keep playing Pokemon. I got caught so many times by my parents. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. in such trouble. I, I, it's a wonder they didn't confiscate it. Uh, but yeah, the Game Boy Worm Light's very, very close to my heart. And, and uh, probably I mean, we, you could do a whole episode about Game Boy accessories alone <laughs> yeah. i saw a picture recently of some guy who put uh every almost every accessory made for the game boy color together yeah i've so seen like the same thing the magnifying glass the backlight the controller the hand, handle yeah. port all of it connected to the, one the but printer yeah, huh the printer, <gasps> the printer. <laughs> I, forgot yeah. I know the printer. hilarious i had a thing and uh when i was in college uh i remembered that i still had a working copy of the original pokemon red version i'm sure the battery in it is gone now like the battery for the memory 
but uh, another friend of mine had a working copy of blue version and she had a printer and I was like, in my red version, I was missing like three Pokemon to finish the Pokedex and get the little certificate from Professor Oak. And I remember you used to be able to print out that certificate. Yeah, nice. That's the, the only thing I can remember you were able to print out. Yeah, oh, yeah, I actually have no idea what else it could have been. And we had this plan for ages that we never executed on. I'm so sad we didn't because it's probably not possible now where we'd get the final thing and print out the certain frame, <laughs> get a little frame for the printed out Pokemon so to prove we were real Pokemon masties. Yeah, that would yeah, Game Boy had some mad ones. Didn't mm. they have like an inverted camera as well, and you could take like a picture of yourself and print it on that, like like a horribly oh. pixelated they, photo? I remember I think the it was um, possible. I think it, and it was an American ad as well that I remember seeing on YouTube of that being released. And you know those those crazy like American Family TV ads, mm-hmm. and it's all like, "Hey kids, what you got there?" And it's, "Oh, it's 3D or not the 3D printer, but like it's the Game Boy printer or whatever." And that like that just printing off. Certainly, uh, but yeah, as you said, pics there. Yeah, as, as you think you'd just like, get a camera, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted, if you wanted a picture. <laughs> if you wanted a, ge- like a legitimately good picture, yeah. There was so many. I think one of that's one that's made my list actually on on the the the, the note of Game Boy is, um, we were such big fans of the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. in my family, and I had I was a massive handheld Game Boy fan. But you could get a cartridge for your Super Nintendo that you would plug into the top of the Super Nintendo, and then into it you could insert a Game Boy game. Nice. and play it on the the normal tv screen and it had a two-player mode what was interesting was you could have certain backgrounds and one person it was almost like microsoft paint then i mean a, like a, a friendlier ui than like the microsoft paint thing but i could be running around you know um pallet town and then all the background would be my sister would just have the second controller and she'd be picking all the different markers and different colors and drawing this like lovely background frame to my cool. to my That's so cool a really yeah. like classically wacky nintendo <laughs> Uh, yeah. how can we turn this thing into a two player it's like someone could draw and but there was this horrible thing that you could do where the one person could press uh, and it's that thing that Nintendo still suffers from was where if I press select or my sister press select you could then draw on the main picture okay. so like she'd always like for a joke press select and before I even realized she'd done it she would have drawn all over what I meant to be running around essentially <laughs> so I can't see anything so that was a really wacky one but it was cool to play Game Boy games on the on the big yeah, screen yeah that looked amazing well, yeah I, maybe it looked as amazing as you would expect it to like which was like fairly fairly average like you know and i guess we'll go maybe around with one more each before we 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 call it yeah unless you've got are you unless you're out of ideas i think i think i'm pretty much i have a few uh, i'll I'll mention my last one really quickly because it's very it's pretty much what you just said it was the game boy pack that plugged into the back of the n64 controller for specifically pokemon stadium pokemon stadium yeah yeah which was a great way to play because once you beat the pokemon league you unlocked doduo mode or dodrio mode where you could play your game boy games sped up with the uh, processing power of your n64 so you could go super fast mode and play through the game really quickly and that was that was lovely that was a cool thing to do as well um to play that and to see your team of six come to life in the 3d yeah, Pokemon match. that was really exciting yes 100 yeah. percent. but that that's my last one for that's a that's a reasonable one i think that's one that's that's the kind of one i think of of in terms of the level of the zapper as well that idea of playing your pokemon mm-hmm. team on the nintendo 64 and pokemon stadium is definitely one that i think sticks out for me classic you want to you want to hit us up with i suppose like one? um one that i always love going back to because it's so compatible with so many different games you're like you know just plug in the steering wheel and plug in the pedals yes. for the yeah. car and playing like gran turismo column yes. what is the column craze rally do yes. you remember yeah. that back in <laughs> yeah, the day yeah. and like that's why I, I think i love that so much because like that's the sort of like accessory that because it's so cross compatible with so many different franchises of the game you could just constantly reuse it and i think that's where like some accessories fall down is that they aren't cross compatible with different and they're franchises just, they are built for 
one purpose yeah only exactly like the yeah. iToy like we all love the iToy when it came out it was great fun but all you could do was play the iToy games and I suppose it's kind of similar when like like, like like the Wii for example with the accessories you get there where like you know you can plug your controller into the golf club or the baseball bat like you could only play Wii Sports but the steering wheel my god you could play so many different yeah. Racing any solid race franchise yeah. games uh, with that and uh, yeah it was an eye opener for me that I, I shouldn't be on the open road I was <laughs> 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 I was not good when I said I was better with the actual handheld controller with yeah. the steering wheel but I think there's involved. a whole other there's a sensitivity thing like that as well because I mean even though I drive now we had a steering wheel for it was a couple of years ago and I think we got myself and my brothers got my dad to play it as well because my dad's a big fan of driving and he the only games he ever played when we were young were like the Gran Turismo's mm -hmm. the Ridge Racers the kind of driving games and uh, like that I can remember playing it now you know when I started driving like a real car and even then just finding it's a total different kind of sensitivity like it's mm -hmm. not I think nowadays when you get stuff for like Gran Turismo 7 if you get the steering wheel like the high-end stuff now it's probably very much driving simulator like you know yeah probably very accurate but the one the one that we had years ago with the pedals was qu quite like felt very arcadey mm -hmm. you know there's a real heavy steering wheels yeah. that like that they f um, flip back to, yeah, to yeah, standard yeah, when, when they auto-correct yes. back whatever you'd call it yeah. yeah there was some strength behind them yeah 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 that was really good I think for my last accessory I kind of finished off with a more modern day one which makes me appreciate uh, how far gaming has come mm -hmm. and one thing that I loved and I'm so glad I bought it at the time was during the pandemic when I would be up in my room quite late um, I didn't want to leave the TV on loud to keep people up or anything like that so I always used to pl plug in just a pair of headphones into the headphone jack mm -hmm. of the PS4 really enjoyed playing games like that um, but with the PS5 I bought the Pulse 360 headset thing that the, the PlayStation it. one that came with it and it has enhanced gaming for me mm -hmm. tenfold the idea that you can have it on your ears and hear a thing approach from behind you yeah. or beside you and like the sound quality and it's amazing anyway but that to me is an accessory makes you realize just just how far mm -hmm. video game and like some games i think the likes of i mean kev you and me still play the odd game of uh yeah. call of duty like mm -hmm. warzone i couldn't play a call of duty game without i have to i've got the same ones that you do i have them at home and i have to use them to play yeah. because if i don't have that in, i will not hear someone behind yeah. me as you've said like they are unbelievable headset. and it's like, just it's that amazing. idea of 360 sound because i think with the playstation vr 2 headset coming out later on this month or maybe yeah like it's made you in a couple of days um that has apparently 360 degree surround sound in it mm -hmm. which to me nowadays is such a, an integral part of games because like we, when we talked about the game awards back in the the first few episodes of the, of the the podcast there was even a um a section for audio design yeah. in terms of like which yeah. games are making the best yeah. audio design and like the likes of god of war and call of duty were all up there because that idea of sensing where things are coming from or hearing things far away or passing by a conversation and you can feel that conversation pass you by on the left or right as you move your character through the worlds mm -hmm. is just as a modern day accessory i'm like yep yeah it's insane I, it got to the point like i i would usually only use it now if um maybe i'm home alone because it got to the stage that i was so engrossed into the game that like any of my roommates if they came into the room i would not know 
because like the sound, <laughs> the sound is so good. So there were end of times like someone would like come in, they'd be tapping on the door, being like Kev, 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 and then they'd have to come up and touch me, and I could be in the middle of a game of like The Last of Us or something, yeah, yeah. and like you would just hear me scream. You jump there. a mile. Oh my god, so much. Now it's gotten to the point that like if I'm playing a game in the room, they're just there hammering the door, being like Kevin, like you have to <laughs> don't get scared, <laughs> don't get scared. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> well, Luke, Kev, thank you guys both so much for hopping on today's episode and talking about accessories. Thank you, Tara for such an amazing choice nice one Tara yeah that was, that was a, that was a fun one to think about there's a lot mm-hmm. out there like a lot out there that we missed and if we did miss anything that you listeners think we sh- absolutely should have considered in our I wouldn't even say they were proper lists it was more like off the cuff accessories that yeah. we thought of if there's anything that we didn't mention that you think should have been mentioned you can hit us up at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com so Luke Kev thanks a mil hope you guys enjoy well we're going to do a post show now in a yeah. moment yeah 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 post so show. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys in a moment but for the rest of you guys out there please keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out and goodbye goodbye bye all